0: Today's Leading Women episode 198.
1: Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.
0: Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Tracy Blatter. Upon turning 40, Tracy Blatter went to buy the obligatory anti-aging cream, but instead found jars filled with water, mineral oil, and not much else. Her response was to make something that work, share it, and start a company called Racing Face. Racing Face products are effective, gentle cream that can be used as a convenient face on your eye and throat cream day and night. So women of the world, Miss Tracy Blatter, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you so much, Marie. It's a pleasure
0: to be here we are delighted to have you on the show and i'm sure our listeners are as well now tracy i really like what you're doing with your business especially with the racing phase you are a success in your own right you put in the effort the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche?
1: Um, certainly. Uh, again, my company is called Raisin Face. And uh, as the name implies, it's directed toward anti-aging with just a couple of products uh, that use many natural inorganic ingredients, along with a couple of gentle but very effective anti-wrinkle peptides. Each jar is handcrafted in small batches by me personally. The name Raisin Face, as offensive as it sounds, is actually a a loving tribute to my grandmother. I'm from a small farming community in Nebraska, and my sister and I, uh, we used to work in the field, corn and beans. And grandma would always say, girls, take care of your skin. You don't want to get a raisin face. And we always laughed about that. And uh, this is my way of paying tribute to her.
0: Wow, what a lovely story. And I love hearing about your business and, you know, how it involved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. And I love that you have this as a tribute to your grandmother. And like what you said about the, that, the, I was curious about what, where that racing face name was, <laughs> how it came from. So now that I know about it, well, you definitely don't want to have a racing kind of face. So I love that you share that one. Now, what was that defining moment? that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Uh, Well,
1: uh, you kind of uh, touched upon that in the introduction. When I hit 40, um, I was spending quite a bit of money trying to find some decent wrinkle cream. At that point, it was mostly preventive. Um, But some of this stuff cost more than $50. And I noticed, like you had said, it was really nothing more than a jar filled over halfway with water and then it was mixed with a lot of petroleum derivatives, and just a few drops, mind you, just a few drops of something beneficial, and then they would go ahead and uh, uh, just talk about those few drops, which there wasn't enough to do anything, so um, I decided to make my own anti-aging cream, I already worked in a lab, so I had a little background in that area. But I also started uh, to study antioxidants, lipids, carrier oils, delivery systems, and molecule size. And for four years, four years, I played around until I had a formula that I was happy with. And the defining moment to start a business came um, as I was making some of this cream for friends and relatives. And most of them said, you've just got to sell this stuff. So I took out a small personal loan, got the necessary inventory, and Ladies and Face was born.
0: Wow, what a beautiful uh, story of how your business came about and that defining moment that you, you, when you started, uh, when you can't find something or a cream that works for you, you know, it's born, it was born out of your need for yourself and then mm-hmm. uh, leveraging that skill that you have, having work in a lab and knowing that how to do this on your own and now you started using them and then um, the, your friends and then it grew from there, like suddenly people started asking about it, What a- beautiful moment that must be when you know that what you were using for yourself, others other people are asking for it already. So love that you share that one because for our listeners out there sometimes you know that idea, that great business idea, spring from our own need for ourselves. And mm-hmm. and I love that you share that one because I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to this. You know, if you have something that you know you need and you can't find it there and you know that you have something that you can do about it. That's one of the great ways to build the, the, the idea and uh, spring into a business from there on. So I love that you share that one. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry. And that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they will really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out?
1: Boy, yeah. Um... You know, strange as it sounds, I always have this vision of a middle-aged woman walking into a department store and asking, do you carry a product called Raisin Face? It's an anti-aging cream. I order it online, but I'm all out, so i thought I'd check with you. And the store clerk answers, why, yes, we have it. That, that sounds ridiculous, but to me, it means ultimate success because one of my biggest goals is to be carried in these specialty stores. Right now, I'm online and so forth. But to get into these stores is the ultimate goal of mine. And uh, just that image is what drives
0: me. Wow. What a compelling vision that must be. I mean, to see your product, <laughs> to see your product in the specialty stores and to see people actually you know, raving, uh, raving fans of it. And, you know, could, could you imagine walking in a store and seeing your products out there? That must be such a great oh. feeling. And, I
1: know I would
0: scream right absolutely and it wouldn't be you won't be too long before that will happen I'm sure and that can, this can be a household name as well so I love that you put this product out there because yeah I'm sure a lot of uh, especially in our age when we need to have this cream that will help us out uh, because it's important for uh, you know our physical appearance it's important and if we have something that can help us that has natural ingredients that won't harm our skin that, but Protect our skin. That is the main thing. So I love that you have this one out there. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share with our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from?
1: Um, one thing is to be personable, and I think I'm personable. Um, For example, I answer every order that comes in with a personal email, thanking these people, telling them about the product that they've ordered, and letting them know when they can expect their package. All new um, clients I send a personal email to. I also include a personal note of additional thanks in the package when I mail it out. And that, in turn, has resulted in a lot of great emails in return, and I've been able to use these in testimonials. People know there's another person on the other side of the computer that they can relate to. And um, another trait is I'm trusting. If someone comes to me, calls me or writes me and says, hey, I don't like to use my credit card over the web. Can you send me a jar and I'll send you a check? As strange as it sounds, I'll do it. Um, I'm not telling everyone to do that, but I haven't been burned yet. It means a lot to people when they know that you trust them. And um, third, I, I think I'm generous. Uh, if a product is late going out, I'll often include a smaller jar in the on the house. Or um, if I know that someone has referred several customers to my product, I'll send them a jar on the house as well. Um, after all, word-of-mouth advertising is free advertising, and it's the best way to advertise in my mind. So... I think those traits really have helped me become successful
0: be personable be trusting be generous great personal traits and qualities that you have shared that we all can learn from and that's the good news here because we all can cultivate and adapt this uh, traits that um, Tracy just shared with us so that's being personable and being trusting and being generous it will help us a long way in our life in general and in our business business building activities so thank you for sharing those now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today?
1: Um, My biggest challenge is so far, I have been needing the necessary funds to start up the business, um, getting my name out there and getting the product known and that uh, keeping the business going while, while being on kidney dialysis. Um, I think those three things. Uh, the first hurdle to obtain funds involved going to my hometown bank where I was promptly turned down for a small business loan. And I next went to uh, a friendly local credit union and I was told it would be much easier to take out a personal loan. So I did that and had no problem. Um, I was so happy. I took everything out of the bank where I was and I put it right into that credit union. And I would encourage everyone to use a credit union because they are a lot more people oriented. Uh, They seem to work easier with the little guy. Um, I think it's easier to get a loan to a credit union. Uh, The second hurdle... Is getting my name known. Um, that involved going to a lot of craft fairs, dragging tents, tables, posters, you name it, and you can imagine how hectic that gets. Uh, at the time, I was also making little trial size, uh, size jars to sell. Those were just five dollars, and that's mostly what sold. I didn't make a lot of money at these craft fairs, but that was okay because eighty-five to ninety percent of those people that picked up a trial size came right back and ordered a larger jar online. And uh, by the way, internet was a second way to get product exposure. Um, I didn't want to spend 600 to $800 to have someone make me a website, so I learned how to make my own. I also opened up a Raisin Face Facebook page and a shop on Etsy. I also use Pinterest as often as I can for exposure. If I run some kind of sale or promotion, I'll write my own copy, create my own ads. Uh, for example, around Thanksgiving, I had a turkey standing next to, uh, some coffee and a jar of Raisin Face, and it simply said, goodbye, turkey neck. Under that, it read, now save $5. I had a great, great turnout for that. Um, it's a way to save money and, again, get your name out. Um, the third obstacle was, like I said, kidney dialysis. I don't talk about that too much. Very few people even know I'm on dialysis. Probably a lot more will know now, but um, I didn't even realize I was in renal failure until a little over a year ago. I acquired a new doctor who did some uh, standard lab tests, and when he got the results, he called and gave me the wonderful news. And uh, the kidney failure was due to mismanaged high blood pressure. And that, in turn, was causing migraines, which was causing me to take a lot of Aleve and Ibuprofen. Um, They they also are a no-no for kidneys. Anyway, one thing led to another, and the next thing I knew, I was on dialysis. And this all started back uh, last year in March. And how have I addressed this? Um, Well, I had to put an end to the craft fairs, at least for now. It's just physically too taxing. But I started focusing instead on getting recognition through product write-ups, on blogs, and on skincare sites. Um, if you include Truth and in Aging, Skin Care Talk, NCN Professional Skin Care, um, these are write-ups that they did about me and my product. And thankfully, they've all been positive. Um, also, I've addressed this by taking better care of myself physically. Um, I had to put on some weight. I did that and I'm getting more sleep now. Um, Also, I would like to keep making the product myself, but uh, I don't know as the business business grows how much longer I'm going to be able to do that in the near future. I may have to look at a larger lab and outsource where it's made, but I'll still oversee it. And hopefully a kidney transplant isn't more than a year or two down the road. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on so long.
0: Wow. So startup capital, you know, getting your name and product name out there. And on top of that, you are battling with a medical condition. Wow. What a challenge that you have there. And you know what? I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that or share this, this challenge, especially with having that, the, the startup capital, you know, there's you're getting funding for your business or getting your name out there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They, with what tracy shared with us and on top of these challenges that he has she also has a medical condition that she she has to face and you know what she's do, she ma- she's making it happen despite of that so let's all learn from these challenges that tracy um just shared with us and support each other and learn from how she was able to overcome these challenges because what she's just doing out there she's not making these challenges as an excuse but as not as um but as a driving force to keep moving forward, so I really appreciate that you shared uh, your challenges and your experience for our listeners, so that they can learn from from you as well. Now, thanks,
1: Aunt. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: All right. Well, I was going to say let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work life balance. But you have something to say? I would love for you to to say it.
1: Um. Well. Um. We already touched a little bit on health. And it's kind of hard at this point to have some time outside of work, especially since I also work part-time in another lab. But I force myself to have at least one to two days a week for social activity. That's that's important. I think a person has to do this for good mental health. Um, I don't have kids, unfortunately, and I'm not married. So it's easier to be selfish with my time. Um, But that one or two days, I spend it with friends, family, have a date, whatever. But uh, it's important to take some time and do it for yourself. It also makes you better in in your work life
0: right absolutely and I love that you touched that part because it's really integral on that, that we are we take care of ourselves that may we make our health as a priority because I do believe that you know having our health how we having a great health is paramount to our success as an entrepreneur so for our listeners out there, you really have to make a conscious effort in taking care of yourself doing some workout activities do going for do, having some downtime having some uh, social activities that are integrated. In your life as a business owner and not just work and work and work because we are you're gonna burn out yourself, you're gonna burn out your body. We are not machined, and even machines need and we dress sometimes. So, we really have to make this as a conscious effort to really take care of ourselves by the way we we move our bodies. The so we are not only physically but our mental well being as well. So, I love that you touched that one for our listeners as well because this work life balance is really a challenge. And I myself bottle with it every day but the way I do it it, that works for me is that I structure my day you know so that by the time I wake up to the time I go to bed I know exactly what I have to be to be doing on that day and that really helps me so for our listeners out there whatever your situation is at the moment work around it but the most important thing is that you are not neglecting the important areas of your life your health your family yourself your business so make time for those that are important to you that's the bottom line here so thanks for sharing your perspective on that absolutely all right now let's uh, talk about success and what success mean to you you know your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd also like to say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So, am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, Probably not. So, in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success?
1: So, you almost said verbatim what I was going to say. Um, There is success in business and success in one's personal life and this interview is obviously about women in business, so I'm pretty sure that question relates to measuring success in business and to me, exactly what you said. Success in business does not mean raking in a lot of money. I'm not out to make a huge profit. I mean, I'd like to be comfortable enough, uh, get the bill collectors off my back. But what makes me successful in my mind is to have a product that has a good reputation for being effective. Um, to have most of my customers say, raven face is better than anything I've ever used for the best price I've paid, that means I'm successful. And I think it's accurate. That using those terms to measure so success means I'm already successful because I, I actually have heard that from a lot of customers. I feel successful. Well, I, I still love- a long, Financially, I still have a long ways to go, but I do feel successful right now where my product is at.
0: I love your perspective on success and when you said about success is having a product that have a reputation to be effective and having customers that are happy with the results because of the products that you're putting out there. I believe that's the true essence of success when we know that what we're putting out there is making a difference in other people's lives so thank you for sharing your perspective on that. All right, uh, Tracy, I'd love for you to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be?
1: Boy, um, I think in general terms, I'd say that it's good to set high goals but you need to be honest with yourself about what you're actually capable of doing. If you set too high of a goal, you're likely going to end up in failure. Be realistic. Also, um, if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it, especially as women. I think that we feel like since we have to compete with men, um, we've got to go out there and be able to do it our, on our own. But a lot of men ask for help too. Don't be afraid to ask for help. The most successful women um, can surround themselves with other women or men um, who are smarter than them. I mean, there's always someone who's been around the block that you can learn a lot from. Um, and th- Let's see, three business advice tips. I'd say, I'd say third, don't start a business just for the money because if you do, you're going to end up disappointed. Money is important, obviously, but... It- I'm pretty sure that the most successful entrepreneurs will tell you that money is usually the last thing to come.
0: Wow, great takeaways with what you've shared there. So let me just summarize that was for our listeners. So the first one is to set realistic goals. Goals that are realistic to you, that you know that you can achieve. So that way, you know when you set too high higher goals and uh, um, that you feel that you won't be able to achieve, that will discourage you. So set goals that are realistic and that you know that you'll be able to achieve and the second one is to not being afraid of asking for help and receiving help and I I echo what you said about for us women because sometimes we feel that way and also because we feel like we don't want to bother people but it's really important to ask for help and without And knowing that we don't have to do this alone. There are a lot of support systems around around us, both online and offline, that we can tap into. So it's really important to, like what Tracy shared, to surround ourselves with other people that are moving in the same direction as us. So thanks for sharing that. And the last one is to... Not to start start your business just for the money. And I truly believe in what you said that, you know, there must be, there has to be something more than just the monetary equipment of being in business. You have to have a driver, you have to have the passion and a uh, meaning or purpose in why you are b- building this business. Because at the end of the day, you know, I believe that what truly satisfies or what's truly fulfilling is when you are doing something that really fulfills a purpose or a meaning to you and to, to your life and to the world in general. So I love that you share those tips that our listeners can learn from. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and which you can share our listeners with? You
1: said a, a resource or app?
0: Yes, a resource or a tool or an app that you use in your business that you can share our listeners with.
1: This is probably going to make me sound so boring, but uh, 90% of the business that I do is online, so I I need a way to do business transactions. (laughs) I have to say good old PayPal. As boring as it sounds, they have just so many options that I like, invoices, handling postage. Uh, I even have a PayPal credit card, um, it's been around forever and that's another good thing. It's They're like triple A, you know, even if people don't have it, they know what it is and it, it's used everywhere. Almost all of my inventory can be purchased through, uh, PayPal. There's other options like Google Checkout, Amazon, WebPay, I think there's something called CC Now and Square. And some of these don't even require a fee for doing transactions. but PayPal is just it's just such a familiar old jacket that I just I just use it for everything.
0: Yes, absolutely, and it's very convenient as well as a payment option. So that's paypal.com for our listeners out there. I'm going to have this on our resource section as well. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally?
1: A book? Um, It's been a few years since I read that, but there was one that really... uh, inspired me. It was called The Tipping Point, How Little Things Can Make a Big Difference. It's by an author called Malcolm Gladwell. Um, Basically, it's about how something becomes an epidemic. And by epidemic, I don't mean like the bird flu, but an epidemic of human behavior. For example, iPods. They went from just another MP3 player to an I Gotta Have It item. They became an epidemic. And something like that starts by just a few people who take a risk. They dare or they, they leap before looking. And uh, that leads to another set of people. Uh, the jumpers who will jump in once those daring people have set things in motion. And the jumpers are the ones who bring awareness to the epidemic. And that leads to the masses. Uh, getting back to the iPods, they got to the point where you go into stores and entire sections or walls would be devoted to iPod and iPod accessories. Uh, they they were just an epidemic. It was an interesting read.
0: Yes, I love that book as well. So there's The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. For our listeners out there, I highly recommend that you pick that, pick up that book, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Lots of takeaways in that book. Now, uh, in my mind, Tracy, in you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because yes, you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Oh,
1: I would be a Lasso girl. Alaskato Girl's also known as Mrs. Incredible, or her name was Helen. <laughs> the reason is because of that wonderful elastic skin of hers. it never sags, never wrinkles, always snaps back to skin <laughs> Heck, I'd never need raisin face if we all had skin like the girl.
0: <laughs> yes, it really no. <laughs> it really speaks to your product as well. the elastic Girl wow, or the Mrs. Incredible wow, it really speaks to your product. <laughs>
1: Also, Elasso Girl was the ultimate housewife. She kept the whole family going, and uh, uh, she was the backbone of the family, the practical one and the one that kind of stayed in the shadows that did most of the work. And uh,
0: I really admire
1: Elasso Girl and for much more than her complexion.
0: Yes, it's the, the epitome of a superhero and a role model out there. So, thanks for sharing that. Last but not the least, Tracy, I'd love for you to share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, and where they can get it, and where they can connect with you, and then we'll end from there.
1: Thank you. Um, what's the biggest benefit? It's a, my product is effective. It's gentle. It's concentrated. And it's inexpensive. Where else can you get all this for 20 bucks a jar and something that's just 15% added water? Um, easiest way they can get information or um, get it is um, at the website, www.raisingface.com or at Etsy. That's um, www.etsy.com and just type in Raisin Face as one word.
0: All right, so that's racingface.com, as in racing, you know, the, the fruit, the dry racing, and then the face, which is F A C E.com. I'll definitely gonna have this on our resources as well. So, for our listeners out there, I highly recommend that you try out this product that uh, that Tracy personally made for you, and that's it. you can get them at racingface.com. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Tracy Blatter or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you but again the link is racingface.com highly recommend that you check them out and try her product and see for yourself I truly believe that we can all make good use of this to protect our skin so that's racingface.com Tracy, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life.
1: Marie, it's been an honor and a great pleasure. Thank you.
0: Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now.
1: inspired and empowered to make it happen, then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download. And we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.